Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Psalms like, okay, guess who the mom is? The one who's saying, don't kill my son. Give it to, and they all marvel. They, don't you wish that when you're faced with really complex decisions that you had that wisdom? You can have that wisdom. That wisdom is available to you and to me. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Proverbs. When faced with complex decisions, it's important to have wisdom. In today's message from Pastor J.D., he teaches you that wisdom is available to you. You can receive the gift of wisdom by asking the Lord for it. He will be faithful to provide you wisdom through His Word and through prayer if you seek Him for it. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Proverbs chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. One of the greatest revelations for me concerning the fear of the Lord was when I realized that it's this fear that I would do anything that would grieve the heart of the Lord. You know that we have the potential to grieve God's heart. And to fear the Lord is to fear doing anything. That's why, as we're going to read later on in the Proverbs, to fear the Lord is to hate evil is to hate the things that God hates. When you fear the Lord, you you fear doing anything that would be displeasing to Him. When you love the Lord, you want to do everything and anything that you know will be pleasing to Him, because you love Him. But I think about the, the marriage relationship. You know, this year my wife and I will have been married for 31 years, and We are more in love now than we were when we first met. And I have to tell you that my love for her is such that I never want to do anything that would ever hurt her or be displeasing to her in any way. And I cannot be out of fellowship with my wife for longer than like 45 seconds now. So I mean, you know, if I'm busy, and I, of course, I have my study, my office is in the house where I study and, and, you know, work. I have an office here too, but so she'll come upstairs and she'll need something. And I'm right in the middle of a thought, deeply profound thought, you know, being this godly spiritual man that I am. She'll come in and she'll ask me something like, you know, hey, can you take the rubbish out? Can't you see, I'm preparing to teach the Word of God. And she gives me that look that only a wife can. And I, and I just think, oh no, I'm sorry. She, so she walks back downstairs. About 30, 40, 45 seconds later, I'm walking back downstairs. I'm sorry, honey. I take the rubbish. I take it out not grudgingly, come back in, put the liner back in, because she always wants me to do that too. 
And then I even take it a step further. Is there anything else I can do? And then I'm down there for the next 30 minutes doing the dishes and uh, everything else too. (laughs) But I don't want to do anything that would grieve her or hurt her. Just the idea that, that I would do anything to grieve her is just, that's how it is with our relationship with the Lord. When we love the Lord, we don't want to do anything. And it's this, this holy fear, if I can say it that way, of doing anything that would in any way be displeasing or grievous to the heart of God. Verse 20, again, we turn another corner in this section. This is interesting. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my Spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because, verse 24, I have called and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel. That's a pretty strong word. I mean, you, you didn't just reject it. <laughs> you had a disdain for it, a disgust towards it. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I, and this might jam some gears, crash some hard drives, <laughs> I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me. But I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me Why? Sounds kind of unfair, doesn't it? I mean, at first three, that's like, well, wait a minute. You're laughing at them? And now they're, they're calling on you and you're, you're gonna not answer? They're, they're seeking you wisdom, but now they're not gonna find you? Why? Oh, here's why. Because, verse 29, they hated knowledge. And this is important did not choose the fear of the Lord. This was a deliberate choice. See, here's the thing. God will never force Himself on us. He has given us sovereignty and free will to choose Him. That's why it is, by the way, that of all of the trees in the garden, that Adam and Eve could eat freely from, to their heart's content, there was one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 
that they were forbidden to eat from. They had a choice. God gave them a choice. We have all been given a choice. And think about it this way. Were God to force His will on us, then we might as well just be robots. We might as well just be machines. I know we talked about this once before. Maybe this is as good of a time as any to mention it again. This is why it is that when Lucifer exalted himself in heaven, declaring that he would ascend his throne above the Most High, this is why God did not just instantly destroy him. He could have. He could have. Why didn't he? Because all of the heavenly host, all of the angels in heaven would now say, we better watch ourselves. And instead of choosing to serve the Most High God because of love, now it would be because of fear. Fear in the sense of being afraid. So he's cast down to the earth. Now God creates Adam and Eve, and they're told to subdue the earth, knowing full well that Lucifer is there and would appear to them in the garden in the form of a serpent. And God knew, God knows the end from the beginning, He's all-knowing, omniscient, and God knew that Adam and Eve would sin. Never imagine that Jesus as the second and final Adam was plan B. That's blasphemy to think of it that way. He had to give man a choice to serve him, to fear him, to love him, to choose him. And this is what wisdom is saying. And this is why wisdom is declaring that I will not hear you when you cry out to me. And the reason I won't, and if it doesn't seem just to you, think again. The reason is, you already made your choice. You already sealed your fate. You know there's a, these are known as Bible difficulties. You know like in the book of Genesis where you read, I think eight times, if my memory serves me correctly, where you read that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. What? That doesn't sound fair. God hardened Pharaoh's heart so he wouldn't let God's people go? Well, no wonder. Pharaoh didn't stand a fighting chance. The reason why he wouldn't let God's people go is because it sounds like God hardened his heart so he wouldn't. That's not fair. It doesn't seem right. Here's what we need to understand. Pharaoh's heart was already hardened, and God was not going to force Himself on Pharaoh who had already hardened his heart. He was giving him over to his already hardened heart. His fate was already sealed. His mind was already made up. His heart was already hardened. So when you read that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, he just said, okay. You've made your choice. You know, in Romans 1, that's another one. That's a, oh, I remember when we were teaching through the book of Romans, that was gnarly. Oh my goodness, that was a gnarly book. 
what a meaty book, right? I think we spent over a year in the book of Romans too, if I'm not mistaken. Don't anybody look back and tell me, because I don't want to know. It was a long time. But what a book. And I just remember that first chapter of Romans, where the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writes that God gave them over to their passions, woman for woman and man for man. You know, if you, if you at first read misunderstand that, it's almost like, it sounds like, you know, God's just saying, okay, fine. He's given up on them. No, He's saying they've already made up their minds. They've already sealed their faith. They've already hardened their heart. They've already stiffened their neck. And, and He's not going to force them to choose Him. It has to be a choice. It has to be their choice. For, I'll tell you, verse 29 is probably one of the most informative verses in all of the book of Proverbs. It really explains why it is. It's their hatred. And boy, don't we live in a world today where anything, I mean, it's like Isaiah the prophet when he pronounces the curse, a, a woe, woe unto them that call good evil and evil good. And we live in a day and age today where evil is good and good is evil. You know, Christians are the problem. You know that, right? I was thinking about this this last week. Again, <laughs> you know, I'm talking to the to the world. <laughs> I'm talking to the television. Okay, I'm yelling at the television, but and I'm just it's like you know what? When we're gone, you can have it. You're only going to, you know, once we're out of the way, since you hate Christians and we're the problem, when we're gone, you can have this world. You're going to get it for seven years. And oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's, you can do your green movement for $18 trillion and you can have, you know, you can marry your dog or you can say that you're a, a fish that day. You identify with, uh, you know, mammals or whatever you want. You know, you can do whatever you want, but, you know, once we're gone. You know, we're the salt and the light. You know what that is, right? Salt preserves. This is before refrigeration. Salt is a, a, a preservation. And it keeps it from getting rotten. Once the salt is removed, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. How about when the light is removed? How dark is it going to be? Verse 30, they would have none of my counsel, and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, verse 31, they shall eat the fruit of their own way, and be filled to the full with their own fancies. Again, this has this idea of God just giving them over to that which they have already chosen. Is that your choice? Is that your final decision? Yeah. This is your choice? Yeah. Fine. Fine. You sealed your fate. You know, there are some people I... I, I hate to say this, I hope it doesn't, I hope it's not met with misunderstanding, but you know, there are some people, and I just, I, I look at them, and I think to myself, 
their fate is already sealed. I mean, clearly their, their mind has already been made up. And it's not that the grace of God is insufficient, but there's this sense that, I mean, you know, the Spirit of God will not strive with man forever. There comes a point when God just says, okay, okay, that's it. And their fate is sealed. Verse 32, for the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But, thank God for verse 33. (laughs) I want to end on this note. Whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Oh, praise the Lord for that. Right? Whoever listens to me. This is interesting for a number of reasons, chief of which is Solomon is personifying wisdom. Wisdom is a person now. Wisdom is a woman shouting with a loud voice in the busiest part of the city for all to hear, listen to me, hear and heed my warning. And she raises her voice, but the warnings go unheeded. And in so doing, calamity and destruction ensue, as they will always do. But in the last verse, verse 33, there's hope for the one who does hear and heed wisdom's warning, namely that of living safely and securely without the fear of evil. What if I told you that the wisdom that Solomon had was available to us? The wisdom from above that James describes as first pure then peaceable, then gentle, then easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without hypocrisy or partiality, bearing fruit of righteousness. What if if I told you, this is not hyperbole, that the wisdom that Solomon had is available to you and I. Do you believe that? You know, one of the most stunning displays of this supernatural wisdom, and this is supernatural wisdom. This is the wisdom that comes from God. True story. I was uh, asked by uh, Representative Gene Ward to do the invocation before the House session. This is a couple months ago. You know, I had two minutes. I can't do anything in two minutes. You know that. I can't even do an announcement in two minutes. So, I mean, I'm praying, okay, God, how am I going to pray. I mean, there's probably maybe a handful of believers there in the house, and the rest, well, you know. And so I say that respectfully. I'm sorry if I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I knew I was going to be speaking to the mixed multitudes, as it were. 
And so I'm praying, Lord, what would you have me to share? I can can share a few words and then pray to open up the session. The Lord gave me the account, I think it's in 1 Kings chapter 3, when a case is brought to Solomon. Two prostitutes. You remember this? True story. This happened. So these two prostitutes both had a son. Well, one night, apparently, one of the moms rolled over and suffocated, or somehow her son died. So she takes her dead son, and she goes and she switches with the other prostitute's son, puts her dead son in the bed, and takes her son that's alive, and takes him and The next morning, the mom wakes up and she looks and says, wait a minute, this isn't my son. And the one who, whose son did die, says, no, that that is your son. Your son died. My son is the one that's living. Now this case is brought to Solomon. He's got to judge this case. Now this is a tough one, isn't it? And he basically says, (laughs) okay, let me see if I got this straight. You say your son is the one who's alive and her son died, and you're saying your son is the one who's alive and her son died. One of you is lying, <laughs> you think. So what's he going to do? He's already been given this wisdom that is available to you and me. What's he going to do? He commands that a sword be brought, that that sword be taken, and that baby boy be cut in half. He says, I want you to cut that baby in half. You give one to that one and the other half to that one. And oh my goodness. One of the moms shouts, no, no, no. Don't do that. Give her the son. Don't cut the baby. Don't kill the baby in half. No, give her the son. The other one was like, yeah, fine. Go ahead. Solomon's like, okay. Guess who the mom is? The one who's saying, don't kill my son. Give it to, and they all marveled. They, don't you wish that when you're faced with really complex decisions that you had that wisdom? You can have that wisdom. That wisdom is available to you and to me. And we have it here in this amazing book of Proverbs. I'm really looking forward to what the Lord has for us in this journey through this book. The words of wisdom the book of Proverbs provides weren't meant to only be applied to life in the author's time. They were also meant to benefit generations to come, including you. All ages and walks of life can benefit from this book in this modern world. Proverbs gives you practical advice for living a life that's pleasing to your Creator. It also shares insight for ways to interact with others to not only show love, but to model Jesus. Pastor J.D. will have more to share from Proverbs when you join us next time on In Spirit and Truth. In the meantime, you can listen to more teachings from Pastor J.D. at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and even download our mobile app. 
This is a great way to keep Pastor J.D.'s teachings with you wherever you go and even share them with others. You'll find a link to download at our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. We also invite you to check out Pastor J.D.'s weekend update, the Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. You'll find these updates on our mobile app or on our website. One more time, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. That's all we have time for today. We pray you've been encouraged by this teaching in Proverbs and that you'll continue to study them on your own. Tune in next time for more right here on In Spirit and Truth.